Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now. Here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Well, no, in fact, there isn't. It's me, Dave AC, and we're on a studio call. But I've got exciting people with me. Yes, uh, although we have got, haven't got Ian, Ian will be doing some studio recording of his own fairly shortly, but we'll keep that a little bit of a surprise. Now, what we've got is a highly anticipated studio show where we're having a report from Long Island Con uh, from members of the Colton Collective who went. Two groups went independently but met up and hopefully had a great time and hopefully they're going to tell us all about it. Uh, first to introduce is Perry. Perry G, our... Uh, NASA scientist, uh, a long-time member of the Colton Collective. Hi, Perry. Hi, Dave. Good to have you here, and thank you very much for agreeing to do this talk. Uh, I wanted to get this done before your memories uh, faded <laughs> too much. And also joining us, we've got Anthony and Jessica, uh, who are, again, long-time members of the Colton Collective. We've done some um, interviews with them, and we may just touch upon those right at the end of the wrap-up, but for now, let me just say hi to Anthony. Hello there. And Jessica. Hi, how you doing? Pleasure to speak with you again. So what we're going to do is, um, I'm going to throw some questions at you, but if you keep talking, then uh, I'm happy to just listen, because basically I got a drink, you were wearing your recently washed Cultum t-shirts, no doubt, and are ready to tell me all about your adventure. Uh, so, first of all, let's start with the very basics. We're talking about um, the Long Island Con uh, that has just recently ended, the very first uh, in this convention. They've already said that uh, they're going to have one next year, but this year it was on the 8th to the 10th of November. Clarion, well, it's got a funny name now, I don't even think I can pronounce it, but people like Ken Deep and many friends that we know from uh, other podcasts uh, were there and setting it up. So, Perry, uh, first question to you. Why in particular did you make the effort to get to this particular one? Um, well, it was fairly close by, I mean, and as opposed to, you know, like California, somewhere like that. And it was about a, about a four or five hour drive for me, but... I don't know of any other Doctor Who conventions that are that are closer than that, and um, we were looking for something fun to do, and we thought of that one. Yeah. Now you say we, so you, oh, you, yeah. it was a family event from it was. from your perspective. Yeah, my wife and my two kids uh, came along with me. And of course, they're the ideal age for things like this. And uh, before they sort of uh, go off into uh, university life or whatever it is that, that beckons them forward uh, yeah. great great chance to have a family event i would have thought yeah yeah no it was great for uh, families there was a lot of fun stuff for them to do they spend a lot of time in the game room but uh they're more 
the guests there, I guess, were more for, um, well, there were some new Who guests, but uh, but the, I guess the main guests um, were, were mainly classic Who um, people, but they had a good time. Brilliant. And Anthony and Jessica, uh, why did you pick this particular one? Uh, well, first off, we know Ken Deep, uh, you know, of course, from Podshock and the Doctor Who Occasional Podcast, and, you know, we've known them for quite some time, and, you know, they, uh, they're good people, they're very knowledgeable in Doctor Who, they've been in the, you know, con business, you know, for some time, you know, they, they've been a part of stuff, uh, but I think, I don't know if this is the first time they've organized something, but they've been a part of other cons, you know, in one way or another, and, uh, I have my faith and trust in the, in them, and I, I, I we just knew that they would put on a good show. Yeah, as as Anthony said, it was uh, it, it was organized by folks that we know, and as Perry said, it's it's near it's near where we live. So yeah, we couldn't it, pass it up. Could, you, absolutely, couldn't couldn't miss. Regardless uh, of any friendly uh, history or interactions we may have had, even if that didn't exist, how could we pass something up that's really close to us? Yeah, I mean, apparently the annual one that's usually held in that area uh, had, had taken a break, uh, and as you said, many of the people that are organising this one, um, uh, you know, had a, an important role to play. Of course, uh, Ken Deep does a lot of the front of house stuff, a lot of the on stage work, and is, is one of the faces of this. And um, to me, I was absolutely amazed that what seemed to be from a standing start, uh, they they rustled up a great selection of guests. Um, for a first con, I mean, it, it was a coup. Of course, they've, they've interviewed these people, they've got built up great relationships with them. Um, just before I ask you two guys, uh, different, well, I mean guys in the nicest possible way, Jessica. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, just for the people listening who are not that familiar, I mean, uh, uh, the guests that they had, and Perry already alluded to this, they're, they're mostly classic. We've, the star guest, I assume, always in these sort of Doctor Who conventions is if you can get a, a doctor there, a bona fide doctor there. And, of course, they got Sylvester McCoy. So, presumably, everything was built around that. Not only that, in this 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, they had the director of the very first episode, Maurice Hussain. Oh, well, he was, he was scheduled for it, but I, I believed... Um... I don't know exactly the reason. Maybe there was a family emergency or something. I'm not yeah, sure. I don't know the exact reason either, but a few days, maybe a week before the con, he had to drop out. Right. But that must have been... I mean, the point is that when, when people were, were going for this and booking the tickets, and this is... I mean, they always have this disclaimer on any con as well, you know, that due to one's first seen circumstances, work commitments or whatever. But, I mean... More than that, we've got, I mean, we've got Fraser Hines, uh, one of uh, my favourite companions. Not sure how well he did in the latest Radio Times uh, countdown on that. Uh, we had Daphne Asprew oh, yeah. from the uh, the movie, Ian McNeese, Simon Fisher-Becker, uh, you know, the blue man, and Chase Masterson. Um, and uh, there were some other guests as well. Uh, and I'm not saying that they were any less important, but... Um, was there a particular goal you had in mind, an expectation, Perry, when you were going there? Or did you just want to sort of, you know, get involved with the whole atmosphere and event itself? Well, I'd never been to an, a Doctor Who convention before, and so I was looking forward to it because I'd heard about, you know, about how um, relaxed and friendly, you know, um, the the big convention, the galley, is in uh, in Los Angeles. And so I was looking forward to something like that, and I definitely wanted to, you know, see if anybody I knew 
from Podshock or, or Cultum would be there. And um, so I was hoping to run into Ken Deep and talk to him, which I did. And, of course, I was hoping to to meet um, Sylvester and, and Daphne and, and Ian McNeese, and, uh, which I did. And I uh, had a real good time. And I met Fraser, of course. And uh, actually, I talked with him um, several times. <laughs> nice guy. Brilliant. And, and Anthony yep. and J- Jessica, your, your sort of uh, thoughts and expectations? Well, we've never been to the the galley event. We just can't afford the airfare. We've been to uh, some of the more local stuff, uh, Doctor Who New York, you know, Barnaby's uh, events, and the Who York stuff, where he's had Sylvester McCoy. They've had Daphne Ashbrook at the Gallifreyan events, the Gallifreyan Embassy events. So we, we've met them previously. One thing that I was really keen on meeting, who I've never met, uh, Jesse either, which was Fraser Hines. So I really, you know, even if my time... To, to meet with him would have been brief, which the the few times that we did, they were brief, but he's a busy man at the con. It was, it was a really, really good person, good soul, and he, he spoke to us extensively about his book and, and some of his work, and it was, it was really, really nice. I was looking forward to meeting with him. Yeah, it was good to see Sylvester McCoy and Daphne Ashbrook again and, um, you know, meet with Simon Fisher Becker and Amy Nice, but it was Fraser Hines I was really keen on meeting. Oh, excellent. Here we go. Fraser Hines, and you're listening to the Cult Down Collective Podcast. <laughs> oh, you it's, cleaned it up. Uh, just just, a, just uh, a little bit. Just about yeah. made it audible, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, uh, now you guys um, both knew that you were going, and um, we, we'd, we'd done a little thing because you were going to help promote the Cult and Collective while you were there. We put you to work a little bit, cracked the whip, but um, it was over, what, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it was a, a, a full three-day event. We bought, when they first announced it earlier in the year, uh, and it was around February, March maybe, they announced these ticket plans, the master plans, and we what was really well done package and was really worth the money because our first thing was it came with the hotel room accommodation. And that was fantastic. That was the first thing that lured us to that package. And then the second thing was, We've been to cons. We've organized cons. We don't like waiting on lines. So, you know, if we want to wait on lines for autographs or any of the photo shoots or any of that kind of stuff, you got preferential treatment, and you're, you got first front rows in all the, the events. So they had master plan seats with numbers on them, and Jesse and I was number three and four, so we had third and fourth seat. And, uh, you know, they had the dinner of Rassilon on Friday and the breakfast of Rassilon on Sunday. And, you know, you got into, you know, first first come, first serve, you know, the priority lineup for all the stuff. So that was really made it really worth the money. And for next year, we already put in for, you know, the, the, the prepayment for the master plan for next year. And something that we didn't expect uh, with the dinner on Friday night, they put the um, a good chunk of the, the, the first few master plan folks. The first uh, nine owners of the master plan at, ticket holders. Uh, at the, our, we had dinner with uh, Sylvester McCoy. He was, he was at our table. And that was something that I, I will not forget that. I mean, one of the things about um, conventions, I mean, you, you see all these great comic cons and Wizard Worlds, and fantastic as they are. I mean, um, I've interviewed the pop culture professor at Rebecca Housel, and... Uh, 
she's front of house on that and these are massive things I mean she's meeting all kinds of uh, stars you know from Buffy and Vampire Diaries and uh, all sorts of people Firefly and the lot um, but there's no doubt about it these are massive massive events big venues big places I get, I get the feeling from you guys that this was a much more intimate thing I mean uh, you managed to find each other in terms of uh, uh, sorting out and touching base and yeah, that that wasn't a problem. We had no no trouble meeting up, and I definitely uh, put out all the cards o- over the course of the weekend. Put them out on the info table and the registration table, and and gave out the T-shirts that you had sent. So, so that worked out. We did a bit of advertising. So yeah, we 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 I passed them around, and you know we didn't have a problem meeting up because we had exchanged phone numbers and we texted each other and rang each other and uh, met up and you know. We all had our things that we wanted to see, so we'd catch up here and there and put out the cards, and I handed out cards as well and get in the chat and with some folks about it and stuff. So, uh, Something I just wanted to note, um, what you said about other other events being really, really massive and large, there were a lot of people. There were about 11. They almost, sold out at 1,100. 1,100 people ah, there. Right. But the, the interesting thing, it, it, even though there were, there were that many people there, it was a very intimate event. You didn't know, you didn't get the impression that you were, you know, just lost in a huge sea of other, you know, folks like you would at a, you know, Comic-Con or something like that. So that was really enjoyable that it, it, it did have an intimate level to it. Yeah, and I, I really hope that, you know, it gets going for them and they, you know, they do grow and they do get, you know, keep it keep it up and uh, do better each year it just i i don't want that to be lost where say you buy a master well i don't know about the master plan but you know you 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 want to be able to have that same effect where it's you you can see it at a community meal you know maybe the the stars the guest stars will sit with you and have that uh intimacy of conversation and you know exchange of you know doctor who things or whatnot uh, but it was really good, not just because of the intimacy with the, the guest stars, but just walking around, you know, just you're able to bump into people and chat for a few moments. It, it was really nice that way. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very similar to um, something like, I don't know, the, the Hoover's Hooverville here in the UK are. Uh, who at the Fab Cafe, I've been to the Who at the Fab Cafe and the first Hoover's, and, and they're really good. I mean, it's not a question of the, the stars having sort of bodyguards and sort of saying basically you know when they're on duty signing things and you're actually handing over money they'll talk to you and other times not that the guests don't want to but there's sort of there's basically this wall between you and them and um, didn't you have a chance meeting Perry was it with Sylvester I think or something yeah I didn't really talk to him that much but at one point on I think it was was it Friday night that um, Daphne Ashbrook was singing and I walked in and sat down, and I think Anthony and Jessica were up in the front row um, at the same time. But I walked in and sat down a couple of seats in from the um, from the left-hand side of the room, and I was sitting there just kind of waiting, and somebody sat down next to me, and I didn't know if I was going to sit through the whole thing. And then I thought, well, and then this person sat down next to me, and, and one, of the, one of the Long Island Who people started 
talking to him and holding out a ribbon, and I looked over to see what the ribbon said, because that's a thing you do at Dr. Hukon's apparently, is, you know, people give out ribbons, and the way to get one is to ask people about them. And so I looked over, and, and I heard this woman say, do you have your badge? Well, they'll know who you are anyway. And, and I was like, oh, what would the ribbon say? And as I looked over, it's Sylvester sitting right next to me. And um, and then he, he sort of put his fingers to his lips like, shush, like Daphne's about to sing, you know. <laughs> So yeah. it turned out, you know, she called him up onto the stage later and stuff like that. So, you know, he had to be there and he had to be ready. But it was just sort of funny. I was like, ooh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> now I can't leave. Well, let's hear from the lady yourself one minute. This is Daphne Ashbrook, and you are listening to Cultum Collective Podcast. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and um, you were, Anthony, was it you that filmed uh, that jam session they did with Sylvester on the Spoons, I think? and. Well, yeah. Um, well, I filmed that little bit, and it was uh, it was uh, Daphne Ashbrook because she had called up Sylvester McCoy, and then she had "Where's my hoop pips? Where's my pips?" And up came David Howe and Sam Stone and Fraser Hines to sing backup vocals, and Sylvester McCoy uh, was pulled out his spoons, and he was playing his spoons. But about that video, uh, Vito Gagoli, he's a musician unto himself, and I believe. Uh, He's Daphne Ashbrook's partner. He asked me if he could tweak the sound on that because he he felt that it wasn't necessarily my recording, but the sound system unto itself wasn't up to par by his standards. Right. And if he had been there, he had helped him try to tweak it a little bit. Nonetheless, he asked if he could fix the sound on that video, and he's gonna he's been working on it the last few days. And he actually emailed me today for my email account. Oh, he wrote me on Facebook. To, he's going to send it to me, and I'm going to re-upload it with better sound. Oh, fantastic. That is great. Of course, I'll let you call to know when that's done. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. That. Guests are panels, Perry. I mean, I mean, there is a schedule there. I mean, the, one of the things about the organisation, we've got the the panels very packed. I mean, even say, to say it was a fairly small, I was looking at the, you know, the Friday schedule and that, and there's like three or four panels going on. At yeah. once, I mean, like uh, there was dinner of Russell on at six, and then there was uh, at the same time there was Ian McNeese's Winston Churchill questions and answers. Did I see Ian McNeese and Winston Churchill? Well, <laughs> hello, this is uh, Winston Churchill here, or otherwise Ian McNeese, saying, "Listen to the Coldham Collective Podcast, KBO. Keep buggering on." Thank you. Oh, that's <laughs> such a great job you got, that Perry. Yeah, yeah, he was. I didn't even ask him to say it like that. I just asked him to say, you know, you're listening to the Cultum Collective podcast, and I held the phone toward him, and he just launched into the Winston Churchill thing. He was fun. M- my kids had a chance encounter with him in the elevator at one point, and they talked to him. Excellent. Time. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time as that, there was a Doctor Who panel going on. There was history of history itself, advice yeah. for oh, the yeah. costume. I mean, there were about four or five events going on. I mean, well, that was one of the nice things about the convention, I think, is that th- there were lots of things going on, so there was always something that you might be interested in. But a lot of, um, like, if you wanted to meet a certain person, there were several chances over the course of the weekend to meet a certain guest or to hear a certain guest talk. I think Sylvester probably did two panels a day at least, and then he did autographs and um and the other guests did pretty much the same. So there were lots of chances to to, to meet people or to hear them hear them speak. Um, 
some of the fun ones that I went to were with um, Frasier was doing live commentary to some of the old um, episodes of Doctor Who. I think he did the, one of the episodes of Tomb of the Cybermen. And, um, and then he was doing... Oh boy, somebody's going to kill me for not remembering the name of this one. But there's one where they just have one episode of it, and I can't remember. It's the one, uh, they go back in time to like 1860 or something. I can't remember. Evil of the Daleks or something like that? That's what I said, Anthony. Yeah. Did you? No, you're right. You're right. That's what it was. Yeah, so I went to that one. That was fun. Was the news still breaking at the time of that convention of missing episodes? Or had that news already broken? When you went to that, that was already had, out. Yeah, the news had already out, and I think uh, Fraser Hines, when they introduced the guests, like they had a welcome to Long Island Who, and uh, it, they, I, what's his name, Ken Deep said it on Doctor Who, an occasional podcast, and they had uh, discussed it, and they actually had a missing episodes panel where uh, you know it was great timing that they were having Fraser Hines as a guest. So it did come up uh, that he spoke about the missing episodes. And when they welcomed him to the stage for the first, uh, you know, welcoming everybody to the con, it, you know, they mentioned that, that it was perfect timing, that he, was, he, he now would be able to talk about it. Absolutely. I, I know that the, the, I think he was asked, uh, maybe at this convention, and I was watching somebody's YouTube video, that, um, uh, that, that he would like his first story to be, found because um that was uh, where he was introduced so um uh, but i mean there's quite a lot missing and, and, and we there's still more rumors circulating about that paris told us about one of his chance meetings uh, and, you, uh, and you indeed anthony and jessica have told about the the surprise at the uh, at the dining table uh, did yeah, but you he also played the spoons ah? <laughs> he, he took the spoons you know he took the spoon and hung i have a picture up on in my facebook album of one of uh, or i tweeted it of him hanging a spoon from his nose and just being kind of comical. And uh, it was interesting. I asked him a question about The Hobbit. And, <laughs> and you know, Dave, that we're, we're also Tolkien fans. Oh, Dave. And I asked him a question. It seemed from the tra- I asked him, it seems from the trailer that they moved the events of the Necromancer up a little bit so him and Gandalf could interact and, and take care of that because in the book, the events of the Necromancer is before the entire story of The Hobbit. And he just looked at me and put his hands on his cane and kind of smiled this big, huge grin. But he didn't say a word. It was his expression that really, I think, what I, you know, the answer was yes, that that's what they're doing. But we won't know until we see the movie. But it was just his expression that, you know, you'll always remember that he's possibly answering your question. And the. the the cane that he had uh, was a silver top uh, smog cane, so it had the dragon mm. smog on it, which was really, really cool. <laughs> he, did say, he did say, or somebody did say, that he was going to be in all three Hobbit movies. Well, then they're probably, because the second movie is the, the Desolation of Smog, so they're going to have yeah. his story. And then probably, the I, I'm guessing that the Battle of Five Armies is in the third movie, and mm. they'll have him in there somewhere. Yeah. I've just found where it said the missing panel uh, episodes panel. Author John Peel, actor Fraser Hines, and who historian uh, David J. Howe discussed the 97 missing episodes from the black and white era of Doctor Who. So I mean, that was great. And, and of course, Daphne Ashbrook, uh, one of the panels she was in, of course, was the, the 96 Doctor Who movie. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think they had, for a first 
convention where you know obviously they've got to establish themselves uh, they were very fortunate with the with, with the spread of uh, guests that they had oh well, yeah well, i think they have uh, a lot of connections especially uh, through yeah. through uh, joshua lou friedman I, I, that's my impression. I don't know. I well, never got a chance to talk to him about it, but he was one of the organizers as well. And I mean, how good a convention do you have to put on to lure him away from uh, uh, <laughs> the Playboy, Playboy Mansion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah and, and, and just uh, just a chance meeting. The one of the things is I really loved the artist and writer, you know, guest as well. Yeah. They mm-hmm. had Matthew Dow Smith as a vendor and guest panelist. Matthew Dow Smith, as you know, draws and writes for Doctor Who comics and does his own other stuff. He also wrote the foreword to our book, The Mythological Dimension of Neil Gaiman. And encountering him again, one, you want to tell him what he said about Neil Gaiman? Well, a, a few things. One, um, it was the first time that I had met um, Matthew Dow Smith. And um, when we arrived at the con, we were getting out of a, a shuttle that picked us up at the train station. There were two or, two other folks that... Uh, we had just met um, in the shuttle. Uh, they were new to the con, and, and we get out of the van, and there's this guy that, I, I'm small, but he had to be easily 6'4". Um, and he comes up, and a big smile, uh, puts his hand out to shake everybody's hand. He says, hi, I'm Matt Smith. And um, the, the folks that were in the van with us looking like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, that's Matt Smith. He's the original <laughs> he's, Matt he's, Smith. he's Matthew Dowsmith, but he's, he's Matt Smith. <laughs> And uh, so it was really it was really nice meeting him. Um, uh, the other artists that were there, uh, Robert Hack and uh, Will, um, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Punterick. Punterick. Blair uh, Shed or somebody. When Blair Shed was there, we we uh, we met him briefly. <laughs> Robert Hack, though, also is an artist for IDW Publishing, Doctor Who comic, and he had he was a guest on panels, but he was also vending his art. And he had a one-of-a-kind piece that was just exclusive to the con, which it looked like a Target novelization, but it had a Target logo, and it said Doctor Who and the Beast of Long Island. And it was Sylvester McCoy as a doctor, and uh, he signed it. We bought it off of him. The best thing, though, was getting Sylvester McCoy to sign it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yes. when Anthony and I go to cons, it, it, one of the things that we like to look for is artwork. So we we got art from some you know some of these uh, these artists. But Matt um, Matthew Dow Smith shared a little thing that I had a, a complete geek out moment. Uh, recently, he had met um, Neil Gaiman, and he <clears throat> he went to uh, ask uh, Mr. Gaiman to sign something, and he. he uh, produced a book and, and Gaiman said this is not my book and Matt said no it's it, it's mine or uh, he had because I wrote that piece he had him he, he basically presented him with a copy of the mythological dimensions of Neil Gaiman with his forward and he had Neil Gaiman sign his forward <laughs> so I had a little geek out moment at that yeah I saw one of the pictures I, I, was it Graham Burke I think he was having the, uh, the his Doctor Who a celebration book signed which is um, the same book I've got here inside of me now, and apparently he he, he got his first Doctor Who uh, signature in that, and ever since then he's been having to carry the great book around to all these different conventions. Of course, um, other people were there. Tardis Tari, I think her Tardis yeah. was there as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, she had her Tardis there. Uh, one of the other guests I just want to briefly mention, John Peel. Yeah. He he has written Doctor Who books, wrote Legacy of the Daleks, War of the Daleks. He's written books on the Avengers, the Outer Limits, and seeing him on panels, 
was just a, a complete as an aspiring writer, writer that we've been putting out stories, was a complete inspiration for someone, you know, in our shoes. It may be for people who don't even write. Um, but we met him in the hallway and, you know, got a book from him. He signed it and he just said, keep doing it. Just keep plugging away. Just finish your stories. And he was just a complete gentleman, complete, very nice guy. And it was just, it was just a very a big highlight for our con experience. Um, yes. And Sam Stone as well was there. Yeah. Uh, something, I, something I wanted to note that, um, I'm a writer, you know, you know, that that. But there's something that I learned a lot about the craft of writing at this con. And from listening to people like Sam Stone, uh, David J. Howe, and uh, John Peel. And also listening to um, uh, Simon Fisher Baker. Uh, when they were talking about writing, they're talking about writing for the screen. Um, I learned a lot that I didn't expect to learn at this con. Um, and... They had. It wasn't just on one panel. On multiple panels, um, you get some really inspiring information that I would normally expect from, you know, another type of conference. Maybe something on writing, mm. but um, I was. That was something I was really happy uh, about learning, and it it was a great experience. Yeah, that was a very big highlight for us both, and in keeping us going. You know, we have day jobs, but we're also balancing that with writing our stories and books and just I wasn't expecting that either you know yeah I knew they had an author guest but to, to learn what we did and add some to our skill box and, and thought process toward writing was just an amazing experience and I I hope they have another you know selection of these type of guests next year yeah I mean one of the things that you know you, I mean we've done uh, when, when Ian himself did this uh, Wrath of No Cannon Cowan when uh, we were interviewing somebody about uh, well I think it was James uh, from Podshock about, uh, you know, what to do at these cons and planning and all that. But you've got to let things happen. Now, I'm going to play a clip. We did play it on um, uh, a company collective. This is, um, again, a happenstance that uh, Perry recorded um, uh, with Ian McNeese in full flow. Uh, so I'm going to just uh, play it, ask you if you want to comment on that. And then, uh, then Perry, any other, you know, things you weren't expecting to be, you know, an enjoyable part of the con, but, um, you know, aside from the main guests you did enjoy, but this is about three minutes 20. Besides being in Victory of the Daleks, one of the other things that was interesting that then, of course, came up was Winston Churchill got to return in a very different context in a storyline in which all time had gone crazy, and there's Winston again with his good friend Doctor. I would imagine you didn't necessarily expect that you'd be returning to the role, but... Do you know what? The thing is, is that when we came to the... Uh, and the Victor of the Daleks and the other little episodes of the done as well. I was, I was really sad because I thought to myself, I had such a good time. I had such a wonderful time with Matt. We really hit it off together. We had such fun. And I gave him, on the final day, uh, uh, I gave him a little keepsake. I, I found in a shop a little purse, but with a Dalek on it. And I thought, oh, that's cute. So I gave it him on the very final day. And I said, look, uh, I'd like to thank you for what you've done. Thank you for being so encouraging to me. And, and so great to work with, and I gave him this little thing. And then, about a year and a half later, this script appears through my letterbox, and I, I think it's a mistake to begin with, but then I realized, good, 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 it is Winston Churchill, and it is with, with Doctor Who, and I think to myself, wow, this is terribly exciting, until I open it and I start to read it, and I can't make out what it all means. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because, you know, as you all know out there, uh, the wedding of Riversong is not exactly light reading, is it? It's not exactly you can understand what's going on. So I got terrified when I read this. And so I, I phoned the director, who I didn't know, and I thought, well, at least I'll make some headway with him and he can explain what it all means to me. So I ring him and I say, look, I, I, I'm thrilled to be doing this. But you've got to help me here. I just don't know what it all means. And he said, well, neither do I. <laughs> and it was at that point that I knew I was, you know, entering something that was going to be really successful. <laughs> because if the actor doesn't know what it means and the director doesn't know what it means, who the hell knows what it means? Now, I'm going to ask somebody. I'm going to ask you all to put up your hands. And if you can understand what was going on in the wedding of River Song or whatever the hell it was called, put your hands up now. Don't be shy. Come on. Get it up there. Get it up. If you believe you can understand what it all, I'm not going to make you... Yes, I am. You're going to go with that microphone now. Tell everybody what it's known. No, I'm not going to make you do that. Go on. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I, I won't embarrass anybody, but... Everybody who really believes they understood what it was about, but Janda. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't do a very good job then, did I? With all of you, you know. All right. What came out of it most? What came out? What was the best thing to come out of it? Hello there. We've got a little Dalek there. A little Dalek on the growth. Hi, baby. So what came out of that anyway was a very interesting thing because when I was on the set and I turned round. Uh, hello, hello. I turned round and I was acting with, a, with, a, with someone with a green mask on and face looking very, very studious down at me. I thought to myself, if Winston's in this scene, he can be in any scene. <laughs> so Winston come back at any time and be back in Doctor Who, so watch that space. And miraculously, we didn't have to clean that up, did we? Because, uh, really? he, uh, I mean, in terms of his uh, language I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it sounded as though you were enjoying that uh, that whole panel with him. So. Do you want to comment on that or any of the panels that really, you know, highlighted the show for you? Well, that was one of my first panels. I, I walked in there and I was just more or less testing out my phone, see how well it would record, which it did pretty well. I think I was sitting right next to the speaker and that, the uh, amplifier or whatever in that case. So uh, that worked pretty well. But, but he talked about a lot of things besides just Doctor Who. He talked about Doc Martin and he talked about um, the the Dune um, miniseries that that he was on and all, all sorts of other things it was really it was really fun um i don't know th those panels were really fun i really enjoyed the um the commentary panels one one event that was kind of funny they had um they had they had the match game um, oh, yeah. event and that that was pretty funny i i guess you guys were there too yeah. match game yeah. well it's an old um TV game show from from the U.S. and uh, where you know they ask a a question. Well, there's like a fill in the blank sort of statement, and then there's usually a celebrity panel, and they write down their answers. And some people answer it seriously, and most people answer it, you know, in a funny way. And then the contestants have to guess um, what the celebrity panelists wrote, and the the more matches they get the more points they get and so so they had um they had most of the celebrity guests up there it was ian i remember ian mcneese and sylvester mccoy fraser uh, daphne 
and I think David Howe and Sam Stone were the celebrity yeah. panel. And um, then um, Joshua Liu, of course, was the uh, the, the game show host. Then. Ah, right. And so he has the questions. And, and most of these you probably would have had to have um, edited if we tried to record. <laughs> <laughs> because I think the celebrity panelists had gave any excuse to write down um, I think nipple ring was actually the mo- the, the favorite. favorite response yeah, of that, the night. That, the other one you can't mention in, in polite company. Probably not. Well, bollocks. Well, if, <laughs> if, if, you, if you look at uh, your uh, Skype message thing, I did upload. It's a private link right now, but I'll make it public in time. It's a video, three and a half, three, almost four minute video of uh, Joshua Lou Freeman moderating this match game and uh he gives it's one of the questions and um i can play it if you want no no it it may need to be edited let him well the first thing is is should we leave it as an easter egg for people if uh, they'll have to come to the cult and collective site or your own site on facebook find the link yeah you you post it as a show note or however you want to do it you got the link in the uh chat yeah i've got it and uh, you watch it, Dave, and you'll you get the picture. Uh, I know you don't have much time left. I just wanted to comment. One of the highlights for me was uh, the Sylvester McCoy and Big Finish panel with uh, Barnaby Edwards from Doctor Who New York. Oh, yeah. That was really a great – I'm a Big Finish fan, huge, and it was a really great one. And uh, Jesse has one she'd like to mention. Yeah, there's, there was one that um, we, we actually really didn't expect at all. Um it's by the Post Meridian uh, Radio Players, and they did a live um, performance. They do radio plays of um, the Starship of Madness, which is a Doctor Who Lovecraft's original story where uh, the Doctor meets H.P. Lovecraft. And it's uh, it was about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, long. hour, hour and a half, and it was just so well done. It's like old-time radio live, and... The cast had, you know, the the twenties kind of costumes on. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't know the name of the actor who played the Doctor. He was brilliant. He was sort of like a combination of um, uh, uh, McGann and Tennant, because which was really hilarious. Yeah, he did his homework, and the story's supposed to be he's regenerating from uh, Eighth Doctor, but it's like an alternate timeline type thing, and he's suddenly involved in the, the Lovecraftian mythos, the Cthulhu mythos, and he meets Nola Hotep and H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, and you, it's a very big twist to the uh, Cthulhu mythos, because in Lovecraft's world, Cthulhu resides sleeping under the ocean, and they do a big sci-fi kind of twist to it, and you could you could Google uh, post-Meridian players or Starship of Madness, and you'll come up with it, and it was just so well done, and it's just when I discovered that they would be there, because I previously heard about them, we were like, we have to make it to this. We got to go. You know, of course, it was a long day on Saturday, but we sat there and it was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was It was really, really worth it. Um, I'm trying to find the information. I can't. Well, it, it's post-meridian players, radio players. You can Google. They have a website. And uh, Starship Madness, is, it, it's up there. And, you know, it's not hard to find. And I highly recommend it to anybody who's a Doctor Who fan who wants an alternate story. 
but also to Lovecraft fans. And I know there's a lot of Lovecraft and Doctor Who fans. So I'll leave it as, as, at that for that show. But you have anything else, Jess? Yeah. Well, it's just that, well, to think, I mean, I, you mentioned there about somebody in that role. I mean, one of the things I didn't ask and put down was um, about the, you know, the people, the, the, just the other fans there, never mind the guests, the, the, the you know, the, the cosplayers and the people that, you know, just entered into the spirit of the whole thing. I mean, I'm assuming that when you're walking between rooms and down the corridors, uh, there are lots of people, you know, where you could have a photo opportunity or uh, they would pose or... What's the feeling of that? I mean, do you, does that add to the whole thing? I know it certainly does when the, the conventions I've gone to. Pierre was very, very, very friendly. The cosplayers, we're not usually into cosplaying, but can respect, you know, the people doing it. And I really liked seeing a lot of the creativity that people put into their costumes and a lot of thought. It wasn't just simply, you know, 10th Doctor costumes and Sonic Scoot. You know, you, we interacted with and met a number of people. Uh, we met this one girl, Kelly, who uh, was one of the master ticket, master plan ticket holders who sat at our table and was in the same row of seats for, for us. So we got to know her a little bit. And actually, she lives in Nashville. And it turns out that Simon Fisher Becker, the Doria Moldavar, from, yeah. he was going to Nashville for an audition for a gig, for a tele pilot for a program, for a television show. So they connected, and he actually she helped him out in Nashville when they got when they arrived. Brilliant. Uh, something I wanted to note about the the costumes. I mean, we, like Anthony said, there was it wasn't just uh, all the same costume. There were a, a few things that were really interesting. There were a lot of women that were dressing as the Doctor. So you saw a lot of you know Tenth um, Doctor. Uh, I think there was a, a lot of Eleven, um, but you know, women dressing as a doctor, which was something new that I, I really hadn't seen before. Um, and I thought it was hilarious because I, I, this is the first time I kind of threw together a little costume and so did Anthony. My costume was a future doctor uh, as a female. Um, Anthony went as Arthur Dent uh, from the Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to All the right. Galaxy. And what was even funnier is there were other Arthur Dents. Um, which, only one other. Only one other? Only oh, one it's other. the same guy. I think he changed his bathrobe. Yeah, the guy changed his bathrobe. <laughs> he had a different colored bathrobe. Um, but Jessie had a future doctor. I bought her a shirt that said future companion, and she got a bit of felt and some colorful letters and put over the companion, doctor, so it said future doctor. <laughs> and it was, it was a good time. It was friendly atmosphere, and uh, I think it was just very do done very well. Everybody got along well. Uh, I didn't see anything that would have you know, made me squint or grimace, or you know, in regards to interaction. It was it was really a fun group. The uh, other thing I wanted to uh, thing uh, note that was unexpected. It was a great surprise. Um, I, I saw a lot of uh, cosplayers and and non cosplayers that were using they were dressed in fabric that had Doctor Who prints on it. And um, of course, you know, you like. Perry said with the, the, the ribbons, you have to ask people about stuff to, you know, get to, to kind of get to know what where they got this. or um, And I found uh, on the Internet there are, is a lot of material um, with all sorts of Doctor Who prints on it, like um, brocaded Daleks. And um, I found a bag, which is a real, like, it's a geek, but a girly geek moment. I found a, a, a pocketbook that has Cybermen all over it. <laughs> it's one of my prized possessions now. 
Um, and that's something I would have never, ever thought of. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, Anthony, you went to Arthur Dent only, only last month, uh, about the 8th of October, so just a month before you went, I went to see the stage production of The Hitchhiker's oh, Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm so jealous of you. Okay. <laughs> it was excellent. And with the original Arthur Dent, uh, and uh, when I went, they had a, a guest reader each time for, for doing the book. Uh, go on. You threw that at me. I'm going to throw something at you. I've been in touch with Mark Wayne Davis, a.k.a. <laughs> Zayfad Bibelbrox, and we're going to have a ZZ9 slouch here in New York with Mark Wayne Davy the first week of December. No one knows that but Jesse and I, and uh, one other person who uh, is a part of our ZZ9 group on Facebook. Um, so the Colton Collective has heard it first. So if you're in New York, pay attention to my page because we're going to be hanging out with Zayfad Bibelbrox himself. <laughs> and um, the, the, for reading the book, they had Cat uh, from uh, Red Dwarf. Um, oh man, Danny, Danny John Jules. Oh, Danny John Jules. <laughs> uh, Unfo- yeah, unfortunately, the um, it, it was a very expensive production, and they've they've had to uh, end the tour. But I mean, um, I the, the um, Colin Baker was uh, one one of them, and they've had quite a few other. Uh, Neil Gaiman did it. Neil Gaiman did it the first yeah. night, yeah. yeah. I mean, you would have been really jealous if it had been Neil Gaiman, the one I went to. Yeah. But I do have to say, Perry is the man of the hour. He got stuff that we didn't get. Yeah. And uh, we did our best to promote them. Uh, what's that? I was lucky, and I caught them at, at quiet moments. Actually, yes, I caught... Yes, And that you deserve the, the, the big fish or the gold star or whatever you, Dave has given out this week. Yeah, you won the competition. It was a race between the two of you. You won the competition. No, I will not say race, but you did a fantastic job. Your kids have not disowned you since you took them. So no, not, they, they not had said a good time. never again. Yeah. Right. No, my kids. My kids like um, co- conventions. They're normally into um, anime and, um, and and sci-fi conventions in general, and um, they're into cosplay. But they didn't do any cosplaying on this one, and the only cosplaying that I did was my wife knitted me a, um, uh, I think it's a season 15 um, Doctor Who scarf. It's the long scarf that Tom Baker had, and she finished it on, I think it was on Saturday morning during the convention. So, oh, brilliant! And so I, I was wearing that around, and uh, was pretty warm <laughs> wearing that and I did have a few t-shirts including the Cultum shirt which I did wear yes. even though I didn't yeah, get a photo <laughs> we just I, I thought we took a picture with it with us both in it and I looked at my pictures like I, I thought to myself oh crap <laughs> I take it you both got pictures of yourself in front of the TARDIS there oh yeah yeah mine's posted up there uh, but Dave I will be wearing this shirt to the day of the doctor 3d event we're going to on monday that's a good oh, point oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that too yeah brilliant thank you guys and uh, i hope you really enjoy that so um before i, I go to anthony and jessica for just um some of the uh, so they can give out some of their links of where some of their stuff can be found online uh let me just mention a couple of things perry's been equally generous to the collective he's um He's helped us with his expertise, his natural scientist expertise. Um, on an episode, if you like listening to him today, if you listen back to episode um, 127 of the uh, Cult Collective, we did uh, Curiosity, Mars and Cultum, which he helped out. And only recently on episode 195, we did uh, Science Fiction into Fact, 
which uh, Perry led that one, and the most recent one, episode 230, um, the second half of our thing where we did um, about the science of Doctor Who, talking about the Brian Cox thing, and uh, I, I tried to put all sorts of questions to him, but um, he managed to come up with the answers each time. And before Anthony and Jessica mention some of their sites, I'll just, because they may not know the actual dates, um, uh, I've interviewed them three times. I interviewed them for the Mythological Dimensions of uh, Doctor Who. That was on the 25th of November, 2010. The episode hasn't got a number, so you look for Interview of Mythological Dimensions of Doctor Who. Uh, then the Mythological Dimensions of Neil Gaiman, which, uh, by the way, that when the... the the Doctor Who one was three years ago, almost yeah. today. Can't believe it. Wow. 25th of yeah. November, 2010. Wow. And uh, the Mythological Dimensions of Neil Gaiman, 1st of June, 2012. So that's 18 months ago. And then most recently, 22nd of uh, August, 2013, um, A Friendly Horror and Other Stories. Is that the correct title? A Friendly Horror and, and Other Weird Tales. Right. So, um, Perry... Uh, any last thing before I go to uh, let them just give us some of their online presence? The place that you'll see your comments most is on the Colton Collective Facebook page, I would think. That's right. Yep. I leave a lot of comments there if uh, anybody's interested. And <laughs> that's where you can probably find me. Yep. He, he, he keeps his secrets for his uh, best ice cream and fries, though. He doesn't oh, post those. Yes, no, those are. <laughs> those are kept secrets. Government secrets, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, what do you say to people that are thinking about going to a con? Should they hesitate, Perry? Should they go? Uh, is this the sort of con to go to? Uh, 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 just try and go to a local one wherever you can. I think, yeah, whatever you can can manage I think you should do I think cons are, are fun I think this was a great size for a con I don't think it was it wasn't too small it wasn't too large and uh, I think you'll have fun if you're into you know meeting celebrities if you're into you know just watching episodes of, of Doctor Who if you're into cosplay and just want to meet other cosplayers if you want to play board games they had a whole gaming uh, schedule where where you could play games and, and find new tabletop games to play so there's lots to do, lots of friendly people to meet, and um, I say, you know, if you can, if you can manage it, you know, you, you should try. And if you're interested, well, there was a there's a Long Island newspaper and online newspaper, isn't there? Uh, oh yeah. And you were on the video that, that they featured yeah. on the article. That's right. Yeah, I was playing a game uh, with my son and my wife actually, and uh, so right near the end of the video, there's a shot of, of me and my son um, playing a, a card game. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yep. So, well, thank you for all that. We'll just come and no find out what uh, Anthony and Jessica. Uh, where, where can people find links to your stuff? Uh, our geek blog, where we blog about various things that we feel geeky about, uh, is comfychairzine.blogspot.com, and our publisher, that our independent press, that we've published uh, those books or and republished the first two books, and uh, the newer one uh, is MythInkBooks.com, and uh, we have just announced a new collection that we uh, that you know about, Dave, and that recently uh, Lewis had the feedback about regarding Doctor Who and the Ambassadors of Geekdom, which is uh, this time around this series of books are going to be more. I'd like to get more fans involved in talking about how they celebrate their fandom. And have some opinion pieces and some scholarly pieces, and we have some topics that people can choose from, or they can write to us and say, "Hey, 
would you accept this thing from from me that I want to write about in regards to Doctor Who? And we will certainly, you know, discuss that with them. We're also doing another volume, another local author. Um, Andrea James. James. Uh, who came out with a volume called Burrows of the Dead. And it's about uh, ghost stories that are uh, centered in and around New York City. And um, we're coming aboard with her to do a second volume of Burrows of the Dead. Uh, we're editing it, and it, we have an open call and, for papers. And we're going to be publishing it. Well, yeah. stories. It's not papers. Stories. stories. Uh, so it's going to be like urban horror and ghost stories centered within the five boroughs of New York City. So those are the two projects. And just a uh, quick quick comment on what you had asked Perry. Uh, I definitely would recommend people in the New York area, if they don't already know, come to Long Island Doctor Who Con next year. And their go uh, general public ticket sales are coming going on sale on Saturday, the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, we we were the first uh, and second people to buy the master plan tickets. If you are interested in uh, what we highlighted through this podcast about the master plan, you know it'll eventually it'll come with the the, the, the hotel room and the, the special features like the dinners and breakfast with the guests. It is well worth it. You know, put your money down and come to this con. Um, and one thing I would highlight is that. Based con out, it was their, the first con, and they sold out before they really got publicity about it. Um, there's, I mean, everybody knew about it, but it yeah. was getting the local newspapers and, you know, the local media circuit, and they had already sold out. Right, they had a, I think, a Newsweek. Newsweek. Article. It was, it was a couple of outlets. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, uh, it, it's in a lot of people's price range. It's not an expensive con to go to, but it's, it's worth every penny. And we don't know if we'll make it out the Gallifrey. We may in in time, but right now it's not our affordability. This is local. It's easy to get to, and we'll keep going. And we may propose a panel or two for next year, so we'll see how it goes. But we will definitely be there next year and the years to follow. Well, great. Uh, next year, of course, it runs from the 7th to the 9th. Yeah, I think there's more chance of Ian certainly getting to NatCon, uh, being on his side of uh, uh, the United States than the other one. But uh, that's absolutely great. And... Uh, I hope not only that you guys go, but that you're actually on one of these writers' panels. I think that that would be a great well, idea. Well, if they invite us to do so, we we are going to the con. We bought, we already pre-regged and paid our pre-con, you know, pre-con payment for the con next year. It just when they get the hotel set up with the Clarion, then we'll just pay them for the hotel and the rest of the balance for the ticket. But we are going to propose two panels. We've already been in touch with Billy Davis, program coordinator. We're going to run our own panels. If they'll have us on to talk about writing, then so be it. I'm not, you know, I, I would love to give my input, but if they invite us, so be it. If not, then they don't. You know, I'm not, it doesn't, Some. it's not it's something. Not con, it's uh, not conditional on you going. You go no, in no, no, absolutely not. not. And I, and what my, our conditional, wasn't conditional on us going because we're writers now for this con. It was just, we wanted to go and have a good time, and we did. And, yeah. We'll get try to get a little bit more involved for the next one with uh, proposing two panels and that we'd like to uh, offer. And if they want to place us on anything else, then that'd be great. Yeah, sounds like me and Ian are going to find our way of getting uh, some ribbons for next year. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. We also that the whole we ribbon thing comes plans. from Gallifrey, and just uh, we we have plans as well. So it's like <laughs> a communal thing that you exchange ribbons, and some people you put them together enough, you have like your own multicolored scarf. Yeah. You know, right. Well, uh, I 
absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Uh, I hope it hasn't been too much of a, an ordeal for you. Uh, I hope it's brought back some of the memories that you've before they fade too far. So let me just say, uh, I'll be playing the outro in a moment, but uh, first of all, uh, thank you, Perry. Really enjoyed you having me here. I hope it's been a pleasant experience for you. Yeah, my pleasure, Dave. Thanks for Absolutely. doing this. Okay. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, well, let's uh, play it out while we're only two mistakes in. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. I thought you were going to let, at least say, don't panic, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could have, but I'm tired. I was working in a friend's garden today, so I'm shot. Here's three pints of beer. Drink it quick. You'll need it. And a pack of peanuts from the salt and protein. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.